listeners love Adam Crowley. Just between you and me, I believe you're fat, ugly, dumb, and gutless. Just personal opinion. The Adam Crowley Show. When you're done with your program, we can discuss this out in the parking lot. I mean, you're, you're a tough guy. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Since reaching a season-high nine games over 500 on May 17th with a 26-17 record, the Pirates have lost 18-25. Also have not won back-to-back games since beating the Padres on May 16th and 17th. Yet tonight, after a day off, Austin Meadows, one of the team's best three outfielders, will not be playing. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. I will not talk about the Pirates after I'm done talking about them right now. The Pirates should just blow the whole damn thing up. They should have done it in the offseason. I was on team add to the group. They didn't add to the group. Now just say goodbye. Put it on an inner tube and send her on down the old lazy river. They've got a lot of guys they could trade. They don't have a great farm system right now. Neil Huntington doesn't necessarily have the best record of drafting players. So restock. See a Dickerson sell high. See a Cervelli sell high. See a Marte sell high. See a Josh Harrison sell. I'm saying goodbye to all those players, and I'm trying to rebuild and restock for the future. And it's going to make it a long three or four years for Pirates fans, but enough just dipping your toes in the water. I'm sick and tired of this franchise not being committed to a plan. It didn't seem like they had one this offseason. Some of the quotes coming out of the front office early in the offseason suggested that they didn't know what they were going to do. There were rumors that they would move Cole and then wouldn't move Cole, would move McCutcheon, wouldn't move McCutcheon. Josh Harrison wanted a trade. He didn't know if that guy was going to go. And then the quotes at the end, whenever they got Dickerson, suggested that they thought they could be a team like the 2013 Pirates. But if you're a team like the 2013 Pirates, you're relying on a lot of things having to go right. So if you're trying to be the 2013 Pirates, you are trying to catch lightning in a bottle as opposed to having a real plan. And now the Pirates sit a couple of games under 500. The Pirates sit back about six games in the wild card race. And as I mentioned, the Pirates have not won back-to-back games since the middle of last month. have a plan they don't have one and when they eventually do sell all these players off when they eventually do aim for the future you're going to be blamed because you're not going to baseball games f that 4129222874 i know this isn't popular but i feel bad for martavis bryant i do anytime anybody wastes potential i feel bad Anytime there is somebody who does not live up to their God-given abilities, I'm not happy about that. I, I am supposed to be on AM radio in the afternoon drive slot. I have reached my potential, and I am soaring towards the sun with 700% ratings increases. I feel bad for Martavis Bryant. I know he broke the rules. I know he knows he broke the rules, but nobody probably feels worse than he did. 
he does, pardon me, right now because, according to reports, he failed another drug test or didn't show up for a drug test. It's just wasted potential. I hate to see it. I also think that the rules, simply put, are dumb. That doesn't excuse his behavior. I know I'm not supposed to shoot people, so I don't. He knows he's not supposed to smoke weed, so he does. Anyhow, I follow the law to the best of my ability, even if there are some laws that I don't agree with. He doesn't follow the rules, and for that reason, he should be punished. But I wish that these rules never existed. I'm a big believer in entertainment being entertainment. Doesn't need to be moral, please. Now, I prefer for athletes who are domestic abusers, athletes who are killers, athletes who do things like Kellen Winslow was accused of, which I'm not going to say on the air. You can read it if you want to. Those guys, I wish they didn't have a platform. I wish that they weren't out there. Guys like Greg Hardy, guys like the old Giants kicker. I wish they didn't have an opportunity to commit those atrocities and then be able to speak to millions of people on the platform that they have. But for drugs, I I don't care. I mean, don't run somebody down in a DUI. Don't be publicly intoxicated. Don't break the law that way. But I don't have to care if the tall-ass dude running down the sideline is smoking weed or not. I want to watch that dude run down the sideline as fast as possible and jump as high as he can and bring that football down. Whether he's on the Steelers or any other team, I want to be entertained. And smoking a little reefer ain't a cardinal enough of a sin for me to not be able to watch him play football on Sundays, at least not if I was running the league. The NFL should stay out of that stuff. And the NFL should do everything that they can to keep entertaining players on the field. Who wouldn't have wanted to see Josh Gordon play the last couple of years? Who wouldn't want to have seen Antonio Brown lead the, or pardon me, Martavis Bryant lead the league in touchdowns? The NFL is just depriving us of entertainment for players who smoked some weed. I don't care about steroids either. And that could be a different conversation because there are cheating elements there. There's no cheating elements as it pertains to marijuana. And if you say one of the elements of it that could be misconstrued or construed as cheating is its ability to heal pain, well, you do realize that they're handing out painkillers like they're freaking Tic Tacs over there on the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex and all around the National Football League. If a wrestler uses steroids, I don't care. If a wrestler drinks a bunch, I don't care. If a wrestler smokes weed, I don't care. And yet, that's scripted, and yet, the outcomes are known. But to me, it's got the same purpose as any other television show. For me, it's got the same purpose as professional sports, and that's for all of us to sit down, veg out in front of it, and forget about life for a while. It's supposed to entertain us. The National Football League is doing this for a reason, though, and the reason is this. They want something so that when they sit down at the table for the collective bargaining agreement, that they can hold over the heads of the Players Association. They've got a couple of things now. You want to be able to protest? All right, 
Let's collectively bargain it into the agreement. You want to be able to smoke reefer? All right, let's see what you'll be willing to give up on the backside there. 18-game schedule, here we go! We'll let you smoke weed just so long as you agree to there being an 18-game schedule. We'll allow you to kneel during the National Anthem just so long as you'll agree to the 18-game schedule. That's why they're doing it. And what stinks is a guy like Martavis Bryan, who I always found to be a nice human being, gets treated as if he's any other convict walking around in prison. Just because he smokes weed doesn't make him a bad guy, but now he's a bad guy because he hurt your beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a bad guy because he hurt your beloved Oakland Raiders. He needed to follow the rules, but that doesn't mean the rules aren't stupid. Because they are. 412-922-2874. I've said this a bunch. The conversation that's going on around baseball right now is the wrong one. What can be done to save baseball? Lower the mount? Bring the fences? Eliminate shifts? Eliminate pitching changes after a certain point? Stop mound visits? What can be done? Pitch clock? Intentional walks where you don't actually have to throw a pitch? Eliminate replay? Add more replay? Baseball is in a hole right now. 6.6% attendance drop year over year from last year, and 8.6 attendance drop overall if you look at the percentages compared to last year's overall percentage. Baseball's bleeding. And to me, it's because the fan, the average fan, the casual fan, I suppose I should say, is bored. And I don't think it's because of the length of game. I think it's because baseball's boring. If you're somebody who wants action, if you aren't somebody who wants to sit there for three hours and have to think hard about strategy, baseball's not going to be for you. I don't think adding the DH in the National League is going to bring in more casual baseball fans. I don't think speeding up the game from a time perspective is going to change the way that people consume baseball. Uh, I think that the generation behind mine, in my generation, the millennials, they just don't care anymore because they want to do a million different things. You can't regulate violence out of football. And I think that inherently baseball is going to be slow. No matter what you do to speed it up, it's still going to be slow because you're going to be taking pitches. Not a lot of pitches are going to be put in play. And there is going to be some downtime between every single pitch. I think the best thing that they can do is this. They tried it once. Obviously, the attendance problems are indicative of it maybe not working perfectly, but I think you could expand the playoff field, keep more markets engaged. Because even in a market where you don't care about, let's say, hockey, pretend we're talking about Tampa here, you're going to care whenever your team's in the playoff fund. You're going to care if they're making the playoffs. You're going to watch if they're in the playoffs. You're going to go to games if they're in the playoffs. Why not add more teams? At the end of every NBA season the last four years, you knew who was going to be in the championship, and you had a pretty good idea who's going to win it. And 75% of the last four years, we know which team did win it. But a lot of people care about the NBA because eight teams make it in each conference, 16 teams make it, more than 50% of teams are in. 
And that means a lot of other teams are contending. So I think you can add playoff teams for Major League Baseball. Or you could add a salary cap and salary floor. Make teams pay a certain amount of money. Keep that fan base engaged because a certain amount of money is going to be spent. And keep all teams closer together, kind of like the NFL does. There's a lot of parity in the NFL. The Steelers beat up on bad teams last year, but my God, did they struggle doing it. Green Bay without Rodgers, three-point win. Baltimore, not good. Beat them by one here in Pittsburgh. Cleveland, didn't win a game last year. Steelers beat them by three. There's parity. Games are close. And a lot of teams have an opportunity to get close to being in the playoffs. If you can keep more markets engaged, you're going to get people to the stadium, and I think you're going to keep more eyeballs in the race as the season wears on. Again, I think it's only a matter of time. I think this would just be a life support measure. But I do think it would work better at getting people to watch the game more so than changing what the game is. Tom, I need you to answer a question for me, my friend. Are you ready? Are you ready for this question? I'm ready. What day is it? Trying to think. Is it? Is it Friday? It's Friday, baby. Oh yeah, it is. That means then. It means it's a free movie Friday. And Adam tickets the best app to book your movie tickets wants to hook you up with the tickets to see Tag in theaters today. It's based on the true story of five friends, Tom, you can't relate, that have been playing tag for 30 years. Text BURGER, B-U-R-G-E-R, to A-T-O-M-1. That's Adam1 for your chance to win. Standard data and text message rates may apply. Coming up next, we'll talk World Cup with Matt Gatchka. And we've got the the end-of-the-week montage to wrap the show up. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. Hi, Tom Bodette. Motel 6 is still the place to save money as you travel down the highway. Or, for you Californians, the freeway. Whether you're on a cross-country trek on Interstate 10 or a fun jaunt up State Route 1, a.k.a. the 10 or the PCH, there's probably one of our more than 1,400 locations right down the road. Or, for Californians, just over the hill. But it's rush hour, so I'd take the canyon. I'm Tom Bodette from Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. Did you see that uh, Phil Mickelson had a putt that stopped right on the lip? It just it sat. I mean, half the ball was down and it just stopped. You didn't see it? If you are familiar with the cheese teases, uh, today we were jumping around with beers in our hands. Uh, I did not consume enough beer to get a DUI and this was also four and a half freaking hours ago but because we were jumping around with beers I now have beer all over my shirt and I just walked into the bathroom and as I'm walking the air's flying past me and I could smell how much I reek I smell like a frat house no my fingers still smell like beer yeah. whenever I keep touching the board I can I get a whiff of it and it kind of makes me a little sick I hope that we don't get pulled over because they're not going to believe whatever I tell them. Oh, I was filming a video. I dumped beer all over myself, but didn't consume any. Yeah, there's no way that they know you do a radio show. No. No chance. I mean, I am a major media market star, and I am a huge celebrity in the area. 
So they would know it was me. They would. We had the first entertaining game or match, if you will, of the World Cup earlier today. I want to talk to Matt Gajka about that right now and some other things as well, including Martavis Bryant. Geika, how are you today? I'm great. Always going to be with you on a Friday, especially. What a World Cup game, by the way. Did you check that out? I did, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on. I haven't seen many other Pittsburgh people buy in hook, line, and sinker to this stuff the way that you have, and I'm all about the U.S. Open right now. I am all about the World Cup right now, and before we get into any other Pittsburgh stuff, I do want to talk about the World Cup. Uh, I know that ties are supposed to be like kissing your sister, but uh, I just kissed my sister, and I enjoyed it. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that in this case, especially if your sister is as good-looking as Cristiano Ronaldo. Yes! uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I can't believe he kept his shirt on for goal number three. I don't know. Uh, maybe this guy's changing. He's getting uh, he's getting old. He's, he's getting more humble. I don't know if I like that at all. But, uh, hey, if that's his last international hat trick for Portugal, and it just might be, what a time for it. Uh, especially compared to the first two matches that were on uh, <laughs> over the last two days. This was a slight upgrade in quality. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. And... I don't know if we can expect anything better in the group stages, but I think if you're somebody who says, I don't like soccer, I'm not going to watch this, I think you're being a stubborn mule. I think if you're a sports fan, that you owe it to yourself to at least check out the World Cup and see if it's for you because the stakes are so great, the drama is so great. I don't understand how any sports fan couldn't at least buy into it a little bit. Well, I think every sport has its warts, and what you hear sure. most often is that uh, certain uh, American sports fans don't like embellishment. They don't like the lack of goals, uh, three-three tie notwithstanding. Um, there are several things that you could point to, but I could do the same thing with any sport out there. We're always bitching and complaining about the sports that we uh, claim to love, so I don't see what's so different besides maybe just not having time in the day or not having uh, room in your brain to fit another uh, sporting event in, but the World Cup, it's as good as it gets. It might be the most dramatic international sporting event out there. Um, I, I know the Olympics is huge and everything, but um, this is different. This is entire countries hanging on every moment of every match, and um, it's not even just the countries that are participating either. Uh, even if you're not in it, I think if you're a soccer fan, you're locked in. So that's pretty unique um, in just the, the scope of international sport. I've decided that I actually love embellishment, and I'm going to retweet every time I see a dive. I mean, it's so terrible that it's hilarious. Again, I I hate saying things in absolutes, but if you can't find the comedy in that, I don't know, man. Like, to me, it's just just funny. It's part of the game that I suppose it could irritate people from time to time, or maybe all the time. But when I see a guy roll 15 times after he gets his toe stepped on, I'm going to laugh at it. I'm going to retweet it. I'm going to retweet every time I see embellishment from now until the end of the World Cup. The only time I didn't like like it or didn't laugh at it or be amused by it was, I believe it was Ghana. They were just blatantly yes. embellishing at the end of uh, a 2010 match against the U.S. And the U.S. was trying to catch up, trying to get a goal. And, uh, boy, was Ghana wasting time. And, and so that's when I understood the hatred for it. But if you're an impartial, if you're a neutral I think uh, it, it's probably just healthier. <laughs> it's more of a Zen approach to just say, all right, is this, um, is this completely genuine? No, but is it part of the sport? Yes, and, and can I enjoy it just from that aspect of it? I don't see why not. And, and for me, it's just one small blemish on a sport that is otherwise rather beautiful. I believe it's a beautiful game. I buy into that. 
Hugo Bonito. I think I butchered that. Uh, Matt Geica joining us here on the <laughs> Crowley Show. Uh, so who's your pick, you soccer dog, you, and who are you rooting for? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, Argentina and Iceland. Um, I, I, uh, I just have fallen in love with this Iceland story, the size of the country, the fact that no one ever talked about them in any context uh, in sport outside of Nordic skiing short of uh, a couple of years ago when they went on that run at the, at the European Championships. So, Iceland's a tremendous story. I'm Polish heritage, so um, I've talked about that on this show and many other places. Poland's in this thing. They can score some goals, so they should be entertaining to watch, too. I don't think they're going to get that far. But, um, hey, just to make the thing is, is pretty big for the old country. <laughs> so those are two that, uh, that attract my attention. And I'll probably just root against Mexico, because if you're a U.S. soccer fan, you don't like Mexico very much. And uh, so, yeah, those are some rooting interests that I can lay out there for you. We should build a wall. Matt Geica joining us oh, yeah. here on the Crowley Show. We're rooting for Belgium here on the program. Uh, we determined that by pulling names out of a hat after we <laughs> did some Twitter polls. And I don't know a damn thing about them other than they're fairly good. So go Belgium. Yeah, Belgium's been that sleeper team the last couple of World Cups. They just dominated the U.S. in the knockout stage last cup. And Suck it, Yeah, US. it was close. But Tim Howard made, I think, 15 saves in that one. So it was not as close as the final score indicated. The U.S. could have pulled one out there. Belgium's definitely a trendy pick. They have plenty of guys. If you watch English Premier League, um, you know, Vincent Company is a name that you've heard over and over again. They have plenty of players that can be game changers. So it's not a bad pick, uh, no doubt. It's definitely not one of those run-of-the-mill picks. It's not Brazil. It's not Germany. Um, looking like uh, Spain and Portugal are both going to be frisky again. So... Yeah, Belgium's just off the map enough, I, I think, that um, you could actually get some, some street cred if you pick them and they do well. U.S. Open, do you like the challenge that it provides, or is it a little much? No, this is great. This is actually good. I didn't like Aaron Hills last year. It wasn't the USGA's fault. They were expecting wind, and for the one weekend out of the year out in Wisconsin, they didn't get any wind there. <laughs> um, but they, they learned their lesson, and, uh, and Shinnecock has its natural defenses, like the wind, like Long Island weather, which is rather unpredictable. And the U.S. Open should be at least a little tougher than the other majors. Um, it shouldn't be a double-digit under-par score unless you're like Tiger Woods in 2000, who right. is um, you know, levitating above the golf course practically. In this case, I'm enjoying it just because it's different. And, and these guys are really, really good, and, and they're uh, having a hard time breaking par. So it just helps differentiate the tournament. I think for the U.S. Open sake for its uh, for its market value um for, for just being unique in, in the sport of golf i think it has to be like this so i like this return to tradition in that way i've seen a couple of people look at tiger woods performance over the last two days and use it to say eh, he's never going to win a major again i think it's a little unfair to do that given some of the other scores we're seeing from some of golf's greats like rory who i mean he almost missed the cut in the first two holes yesterday alone <laughs> Rory shot, uh, what was it, 42 or 43 on the front nine? Yeah. Now, there's a relatable score for, for you and I. <laughs> I think those are familiar numbers. I'd love Martin to Kiner, shoot a 43. Yeah, I, I, would, I would love to get a 43 on nine holes of that course. Uh, Martin Keimer, the, the 14 Open champion who ran away with the thing at Pinehurst, shot 83 yesterday. So let's not make this a referendum on Tiger. He's still, from what I've seen this year, the, the ball striking is good. If he can get the putter figured out, I think uh, – He'll be right in it in some of these bigger tournaments. And, and still two majors to go. Um, I was more optimistic uh, about him at least being around. 
uh, the lead at some point this week didn't pan out, but overall, I still I'm looking at this as, as icing on the cake for Tiger. I'm just I'm happy he's back out there, and even if he's not vintage Tiger, it, I, he's at least close enough, and there are still enough flashes where it's entertaining to watch, and and you still want to want to tune in and see what he's going to do. One guy under par, and that's the leader. That's DJ, who is four under. I mean, how do you design a course to? Whenever he's playing as well as he is to stop him. I don't know if you can. No, I don't think you can either. And I had the privilege of covering the Open at Oakmont two years ago when DJ broke through finally. And at that time, you're wondering, wow, how hasn't this guy already won two or three of these, uh, whether they be U.S. Opens or Masters or any other major tournament? Because he has every aspect of his game clicking. The, the question mark was always the putter in the short game. He came through big two years ago at Oakmont, and his putting touch is just perfect this week so far, and so many guys are struggling on the greens. With his athleticism, with his distance, with his ability to, to strike the ball so cleanly um, off the fairway, out of the rough, off the tee, he does remind a little bit. He's probably the closest guy to Tiger in terms of that complete package that we have seen since uh, since Tiger was in his heyday. So Maybe not the most electrifying personality, Dustin Johnson, but I, I do appreciate the all-around game. It's, it's really, really impressive, and uh, it's looking like um, he's going to be able to, to, to carry this one in. We'll see how the weather goes and everything like that over the weekend, but so far, so good. Our friend Matt Geica joins us now here on the Crowley Show. Matt, as it relates to Martavis Bryant, a lot of people are calling him an idiot and dumb, and I don't feel like there's any sympathy out there and i think as a society we should be a little bit kinder to people who make mistakes Uh, no one's probably feeling worse than him if the report out of las vegas is to be true why can't we do that why can't we say man it's a missed opportunity and i feel bad for him why do we got to crush the guy for it uh maybe certain people in their lives don't feel good about what they've done so they have to put people down it's the classic uh, bully syndrome right that's usually the psychological background behind that kind of behavior. As far as Bryant goes, I'm with you. This guy has so much to lose, and he he just keeps squandering it. If if the report is true and we have no reason to believe it's not, it's really just sad because I love to watch this guy play football. He's tremendous, and uh, he's a game-breaker when he's good. And uh, we saw enough here in Pittsburgh to, to make you believe he was a star in the making, and Forget the money, forget all the accolades and, and, and that. It's the guy just squandering his potential uh, to do what he was meant to do on this earth, it appears. And so that part of it makes me upset, makes me wonder um, if there isn't some real addiction issue here. It looks like there is, and I believe we already knew that uh, for him to continue to, um, to run afoul of the drug policy in the NFL. Uh, but another violation here, this de facto ends his career, you'd have to imagine. Yeah. And, and for me, that, that's just... That's something worth uh, lamenting and worth being sad over. Matt, appreciate the time, my friend. Oh, it's always good, man. And, uh, well, hey, if if you can cheer for Poland, I'll cheer for Belgium just to make everyone there at the show feel a little better. We can can help each other out. Yeah, I like that. Uh, And also, a mutual friend tells me that you are trying to run a four-minute mile. (laughs) That mutual friend is correct. I'm going to try to get it to five. I'm doing this Liberty mile next month um downtown pittsburgh i've never run a mile really so um i can get to six right now if i can get to five in a month then i, I like my chances to at least scare uh the, the the four minute at some point in my life 
The, the <laughs> fastest I've ever run a mile was in 639, and it's because I really had to pee. So I will not be partaking. My friend, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yep, have a great weekend, man. Matt Gajka. PiratesProspects.com and PittsburghHockeyNow.com. That's why we talked to him about soccer, golf, and football. Hey, he's a smart guy. We'll talk to him about what we want to talk to him about. We don't succumb and have to bow down to the rules that other radio personalities have to bow down to. We can talk to whomever about whatever, whenever we want. Again, that's why the ratings are up 700%. Coming up next, it is the hottest take of the day. It relates to soccer. It's the three stars of the show. It's other crap. And it is the end of the week stars montage. We're jammed. It's Crowley Show. At Progressive, we think your handbag business with the reversible top notch is top notch. In fact, there's no other notch at the tippity top your top notch doesn't top. But even at the top, you didn't stop. You copped Progressive Business Insurance. With over 40 years of expertise helping non-stopping top notchers notch spots at the top. Now, break out your stopwatch and hopscotch to ProgressiveCommercial.com. Because this is one opportunity you don't want to botch. Progressive Casualty Insurance and Affiliates. Do you think that like PGA pros ever just hop on their local three par three course and just tear that just, shit and up. just light it up. Yeah, <laughs> they have to, right? Just for a quick confidence boost. Yeah, I mean, what if you play? What, okay, so what if you're Rory, right? And you come out and you have a, you have your plus nine on your first two holes. After that, you're gonna want to go play. I don't know, Frosty Valley, where you shoot like. 13, 14 under par. Exactly. Yeah. In. Jordan Spieth just had a make or break putt on 18 in his second round. If he made it, he was going to make the cut. He missed it. Not expected now to make the cut. The projected cut line is at 8 over. He is now at 9 over. I suppose. It could be plus nine. That's the cut line. But there was a lot of drama going on at Shinnecock and in the studio for a few moments there. I mean, we were glued to this television for the eight over putt on 18. Now Mickelson's going for par on 18, and he drills it. Fig Jam will make the cut at six over, and I suppose he's in contention for top ten. I mean, Dustin Johnson is ten or pardon me, four under, Hoffman's at one under, then Piercy's at even par. What's his actual name? No, I was going to ask you who's next on the leaderboard. Rose. And Fowler. Nice. What? It's Piercy, right? Scott Piercy. Scott Piercy. Right. Now you looked at me like I did something wrong there. I don't think I did anything wrong. Poulter at plus one, Kepka at one over, Stenson Fleetwood also. And then Fitzpatrick at two over, Howell a third. Knox, Noren, Furick, Cabarabello, four over. Ricky Fowler. Now teeing off, he's right, plus one. What do you play, mean? We don't do you need mean? the play by play. I just want US you to keep laughing. Ball. Laughing. The reason Tom was laughing is because I'm not looking at anything on my computer screen. Like I don't have the leaderboard in front of me. I was just reading what Fox was putting up on the screen as they were putting it up on the screen, and they were changing every time I got close. They were showing the graphic a lot faster than I could read the graphic. 
At any rate, it's the hottest take of the day. It's time for the hottest take of the day. <laughs> A lot of people hate soccer because they don't like embellishment. I've decided that I'm going to retweet embellishment anytime I see it on my timeline so that all of my thousands upon thousands of Twitter followers can see it. Uh, Luis Suarez fell down uh, in his match. He plays for Uruguay. He was knocked down, rolled over, and then comes to a complete stop before continuing to roll over and throw his arms in the air. There was another guy who plays for Iran who tripped and rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled and rolled. It's a lot like that Geico commercial that they're showing now where the player celebrates by sliding on his knees, except he's just rolling and rolling and rolling. Like he's Limp Bizkit. Rolling, 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 rolling. Ah! Point being, you might hate embellishment. I love it because I love comedy. I love anything that's going to entertain me or make me laugh. And we see embellishment in the National Hockey League from time to time, but it's not like this, unless it's Brad Marchand. This is ridiculous. They know that there are millions upon millions upon millions of people watching, right? They know that there are no less than, what, 10 cameras on them at any given moment? Uh, You're not going to get away with it. You're going to look really stupid. But I find it hilarious, so if that's the reason you don't like soccer, F you. I'll keep retweeting it on my timeline, at underscore Adam Crowley. Other crap! Woo! Other crap! I'd like to preface this first joke by saying Tom wrote it. Woo! Other crap! Iran beat Morocco after an own goal was scored in the 95th minute. What a bunch of Moranos! Woo! Other crap! Moranos! Woo! Other crap! There's a lot of smoke about a Martavis Bryant suspension. Woo! Other crap! That's gonna cost him some green. Woo! Other crap! He could really use a bud right now. Woo! Other crap! Cristiano Ronaldo settled his tax fraud charges with Spanish authorities. Thank God, that could have been quite a messy. Woo! Other crap. I don't feel so bad about that one. Woo! Other crap. It's been 498 days since Pitt basketball won a conference game. It's time for the three stars of the show. Tonight's third star of the show, Adam Crowley! Baseball, like football, has an inherent part of its game. In football, it's violence. In baseball, it's boredom. I love baseball. Not as much as I used to. Because I can't sit there while I watch the pitcher scratch his ass and grab his crotch. Tonight's second star of the show, Matt Williamson! My 11-year-old son, when he's in college, is going to laugh with his buddies, saying, that dude got suspended for smoking grass. You know, like, how dumb is that? He missed right. a whole year of football because of that. You know, and goes down the street and buys it at 7-Eleven. And tonight's first star of the show, Matt Geico! I know the ties are supposed to be like kissing your sister, but uh, I just kissed my sister and I enjoyed it. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that in this case. 
Especially if your sister's as good looking as Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, what the hell is that guy doing there? That was weird. I mean, that is some bizarre stuff. And Geica's a Christian man. I mean, he can't be all about that life. Although he did go to West Virginia for school. He went to Marshall. I went to WVU. Who let the dogs out? That's going to do it for this week. I was not confident in my performance in yesterday's show. Today, it kicked ass. I mean, I just proved why I am the greatest radio host that this station has ever seen on this time slot, on this AM station, at at this time. A period. Period of time. Brian's not going to be back next week. I'm off on Friday. We're still going to have our typical hijinks. Shirtless Tom will be around. All kind of guests. We'll be talking about soccer. We'll be talking about golf. But more importantly, we'll talk about fun things. And they'll be stupid topics. Before then, though, Stars of the Week montage. If you're going to spit at me, spit at me. Hey, Adam, is that a tremendous, like, Sweden porn name? It is now. <laughs> Areola Borealis. Ladies and gentlemen, center stage. Check it out right now. It's Areola one of the seven wonders of the world, Ariola Borealis. <laughs> Did you know that the Germans, they invaded Poland and started World War II? You have to know what words are coming out of your mouth so that you know how to appropriately Iraq. <laughs> appropriately Iraq is what I was about to say. Hey, did you know that Adolf Hitler, that crazy bastard, was in charge of Germany? Not a good guy. Come on, you know how hard it is to dodge Google Alerts? I mean, those things come quick, man. You know what? There's nothing you can do. You don't know they're there until they're there. Yeah, there's no button on his phone to turn the Google Alert off. <laughs> no, not at all. Maybe That'd switch to too. Yahoo Alerts. <laughs> Did you know that the Germans were just following orders? Well, I mean, are the foreigners, are we talking foreign journalists? Because, I mean, I would advise anybody, any woman not to sleep with a foreign sports writer, any sports writer, actually, foreign or domestic. None of those jamokes have Rodman size balls. It's like deadliest catch meets vagina monologues. Honey Pecker, I bet that guy has. Oh, yeah. The weed no, Yeah. So small. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh. Yeah, small penis for Tom Cruise. I'm not taking the inventory of the words that are coming out of my mouth. In a world where the bar wants to fight you, Todd Haley is the tequila cowboy. When the Portuguese visited the country's coast, the fishermen said Sunagal, which translates to these are our boats. <laughs> Senegal means these are our boats. So what I'm getting here is that <laughs> the Portuguese are coming to invade, and they say these are our boats, and that's what they named the damn country. Like the Dollar General of Information. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. In a world where two coaches hang in the stands at a high school football game, it's Joey Porter and Mike Tomlin in Stogies in the Stands. It don't matter. Oh! You know, business. How much did you feel though? Like the-